0: All right, we're back, BC. What's going on, man? Good to be here, man. Another day, another day. They're all, they're all blending together now. Yeah. But uh, yeah. this is day, what are they calling it? Thursday, Saturday, Friday. <laughs> yeah.
1: I saw something uh, that I think either yesterday or this morning, and it was like, when all this is over, we're going to have the, mo- the dopest Saint. Patrick Easter Cinco Days, Fourth of July
0: party. Bowl NCAA tournament.
1: Yeah, like everything's just blending together to where at the end of it, everybody's just gonna, it's gonna be a party.
0: Well, let's hope, man. Let's hope we could be here for a minute. And, you know, I think uh, I'm trying to wrap my brain around some lifestyle changes, right? And it's forced family time, which I think is good. Nature is coming back. You know, they say the ozone layer is smaller than it's ever been. Those are all really good things. You know, God doesn't make mistakes. Um, But what can we do? So, like, I've changed it in my mind to calling it the COVID opportunity, right? The COVID-19 opportunity. Yeah. And it's an opportunity to just get better at something, you know? We know for sure we got at least another month. So what can you do in 30 days? Yeah. And beyond.
1: And, um, I was thinking about this yesterday and it's like our lives are, our everything is based on approach, right? Like, I think that is like a strong word to just have an understanding of it's, and it goes throughout the day. It's not just, you know, how you approach everything. Right. But, you know, it's, it's, how do you approach the next thing? Like what's in line? Like, you know, when I wake up in the morning and. I've got to run and it's dark outside and I have to run outside now because the treadmill's you know there's no gyms there's no treadmills like I have nothing like that so my approach to that I can either whine and complain about it be pissy or skip it altogether or I can say like you said this is an opportunity for me to get better this is I'm challenging myself to to go outside and and run and you know and and get better in something that I'm I'm not enjoying inherently but mm-hmm. I'm get, I know. I don't. Every every time I finish a run, I feel great. I feel it's amazing, great. right? So it's just approaching these these challenges, these opportunities in a manner that we're gonna get better from, and we're gonna come out on the other side, you know. Well, you and, and I better.
0: are both into mastery. You know, yeah. We're not like doing things like, eh, I'm kind of good at this. <laughs> like, like, if I'm gonna be a bear, I want to be a grizzly bear. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't, and so. It's kind of hard to do things. Uh, we don't we don't do half ass. Mm. Uh, but I think, you know, we can get caught up in what we can't do now, and what's, you know, what's restricting us now, where we can't go, who we can't see. Instead of like, you know, me and you, this is probably the most we've talked face to face in a while <laughs> yeah. because of Zoom, because of, we're forced to talk face to face, even though we're not we're not close proximity wise. So this has really been great, and this has actually brought. I'm seeing more of Josh, not less of Josh now through through the COVID opportunity. And yeah. instead of asking ourselves, what can't we do? We're going to say, we're going to ask a better question, right? We're going to ask a better question. So you want a better answer. You want a better life. Ask a better question. So the question is, what can we add during this time? So I'll, I'll start with you and kind of just go through. We both, we both agree that you know, wrestling is, we broke it down into three parts. It would be physical right it'd be the technical and it'd be the mental part of it right and um we we get caught up on the technical i I know me and you we we love technique so we we are i I know for myself i can get uh paralysis by analysis and when i started thinking about technique and that's not perfect and uh not being able to move on or you know neglecting the the strength was it was a mistake of mine as a coach early on uh especially for my oldest son um not even thinking about strength for him just making it all about technique for so long until i you know finally was a revelation you gotta get strong Hmm. and neglecting the how much strength i use how much strength other really great wrestlers use in the wrestling it's a huge component so i'll just start with you what are you you know if you think of it in two ways you're gonna think about for for josh Nolan himself the coach and for um, Josh is training a high school uh, uh, burgeoning athlete, somebody's on the cusp of, of either placing in state or winning a state title or maybe bursting onto the national scene. What would you do? Think about the, uh, the kid first and then talk about yourself for strength. For
1: strength. I mean, right, right now
0: – Physicality. It doesn't even have to be strength. It could be physicality. It could be flexibility. It could be something like that. But go. go.
1: Yeah. I think – I mean, that's a huge neglected spot and, and something that, that I really – i really focus on, especially now is, is that mobility and addressing, you know, deficiencies there. And, and cause it's so like, you know, lifting weights is, I think it's a little bit more prevalent now in, in younger athletes. They're, they're exposed to it a little bit more. I didn't really, you know, until late in my high school, even start lifting weights, but I, you know, you see it more now than ever, but the mobility side of things and, uh, you know, opening up your hips and getting yeah. keeping your shoulder mobility and and ankle mobility and, and things like that and getting, you know, you know, there's because you can have strength without stabilization, right? You can be strong, but if you don't have control of your joints and control of, you know, positions that, especially in wrestling, that we're going to get in, it's not a matter of if or, um, you know, chance that we get in there, we're going to get in these positions where our head or our leg is above our head or we're in the splits and things like that. And, and, you know, we can get stronger in these positions, you know, just by, you know, doing these static holds and, and, uh, isometric movements, like, you know, so getting stronger you know, yeah, you don't have a weight set, but, um, I think we talked about it the other day that is, you can get strong just by grabbing a body or grabbing something and using it. So using your own body weight, you know, is, is a great, you know, way to get really strong and create that wrestling, you know, type strength
0: too. So, you know, if you had a program to write, you're going to write a six week program now, well, you know, a four week program, what, what do you, what do you got them to do? What are you doing? Yeah. You having this
1: um, so if, if I'm creating a program and actually I've, I've put together, um, stuff like that, that, that I've sent to, to my athletes and it's basically a mix between, you know, body weight exercise, like ups, sit-ups, leg lifts, like, you know, kind of generic stuff. And then adding in like coordination, like handstand walks, uh, bear crawls, uh, crab walks, um, you know, things that, you know, you don't need a ton of space to do if you just try this, you know, do a bear crawl, but not with your tail end up in the air, you know, you do with your knees super low and you walk forward about, you know, 10, 15 feet and then walk backwards, 10, 15 feet. You're going to feel your, your, your entire core, you know, from shoulders down to your hips, you're, it's going to be lighting up and just creating, you know, that kind of strength and, and doing that. So the program really looks like, you know, start off, you would, you would, you know, foam roll, kind of get, get, some general mobility in there and then um do some like uh kind of like uh animal flow type type stuff so bear crawls you
0: you, you believe in that foam roller huh you, you're on that a lot not, not, i mean not, I, I do i just don't do it consistently I, you, you I like think,
1: it though. i i think it's uh if if it's used correctly like i don't think it it needs to be a crutch but you know it not just rolling over and back over and back over and back it's like you roll and you find where you have that tension, like say you're rolling out your IT band and you hit that spot, you know that feeling. Like it's like oh, like that that freezes you up. Mm-hmm. Like, like now, yeah. once you have that, mm-hmm. just put that pressure on there, and then let your body, you know, your your body sending a signal like this is in pain, so it's gonna send you know the things that it needs to start relieving that pain, right? So not necessarily using it where I'm just rolling over it and kind of you know ha- haphazardly using it. I'm just going to kind of address certain um, uh, s- specific areas, you know, just to, to. I've seen
0: some coaches talk about really about um, really hitting the insertion and the origin of the muscles, right, and and those end parts of the muscles. And that's just another uh, uh, motivation to learn more about anatomy, you know, as I teach my uh, my students and, and the kids that I coach and my own children about as we're lifting i start talking about anatomy and how the stuff works and i can see the wheels turning it's like i wish i had this information myself mm. when i was training because i would have trained more efficiently i would have trained with a little bit more motivation i would have trained with a little bit more purpose because i hey i know why this is helping me and um i think that's a big thing for for kids especially high school kids is telling them why we're doing this this is why this is why this is helping you and if you don't know why then it, you can't articulate why so it's it's uh that uh that continual education of yourself, right? Yeah,
1: I mean that's that's I think about it all the time because you know, like I started out with you know like a uh, a PT major, like I want to you know right. do that kind of thing, and then I veered off from that because I didn't really understand it. It was a lot of work too, and I was like, I, oh, I, science, yeah, I was like I gotta get out of here. But yeah. as as I started coaching and wanting to know more, I I self educated, mm-hmm. you know, back to. You know all the stuff that I I could have learned if if my if I was given it in maybe a, a more more conducive or a way that I would have liked it. Um, but it you know I think yeah. that self education is is well, huge.
0: That's part of why you're a good coach yourself too. You know it's like um, I think you realize how few really awesome coaches there are or awesome teachers that make a difference. Mm-hmm in your career. You know, there's a lot of people that support you and do things for you or serve roles, you know, open up the gym or whatever, but that's different than actually taking you from here to there and making a difference in you winning or your performance or in your life or in your outlook or in your philosophy. So there's just not many people that we meet like that. So um, what do you think from a technical standpoint, how, how would you address that? Um, technique, I, what would you add? What would you add? ask a better question? What would you add? So I would add, you know,
1: I would add something that, that I, I never really did. I never really broke down video and I didn't have video of myself. Like videos weren't so prevalent back then. Like there wasn't track wrestling and flow wrestling, you know, at every single Mm -hmm. event that we had. And so I didn't have very much tape. Of myself, So I didn't really watch a ton of tape and take notes on, you know, what, what, what was happening, you know, like, are they getting to my to my lead leg more? Are they hitting double legs on me more? Or am I scoring, you know, 90% of my takedowns with a single leg? Or am I, you know, am I cross wrist tilting most people like, and breaking down really, like the positions like, okay, this, in, in this tournament, you know, you got four matches from this tournament. In this tournament, I scored seventy-five percent of my takedowns with a single leg, you know, 10% with a double leg, you know, five five with whatever, you know, just break it down and really have like some statistics for yourself. So you can, you know, and you can do that kind of daily and just break down tournament by tournament. And by the end, you have this mass of actual data mm-hmm. that can can lead your training, like, you know, whether whether you're like, okay, well, I'm only scoring 5% of my front headlocks, I right. need to get better there. So that guides you there. Or it's, I'm, I'm great with this single leg. So I need to, you know, I just keep double, I'm doubled down on my training on that. So just
0: it's like a, it's like a, it's like a needs assessment for yourself. You're going to fill in the gaps. You're going to really see uh, objectively, mm-hmm. you know, like objectively, I am not good here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> or exactly. it's a lesser strength for me. Or I need to get way better here. Or I'm really awesome here. I always score when I get my hands locked on, you know, a left-handed single leg. And so, yeah, that's awesome. You know, they have those programs that do that. And I think that that takes a really organized program to have that stuff for each and every student athlete. and But then to have the data and have a coach, a competent coach to say, here's how you address these issues. And this is why this is, is important. And look, you are getting road. You know, I, I, I told my son, you know, um, he was uh, he was at one point. He was like, uh, I don't know. He had like 32, 34 and eight on the season, 36 and eight, something like that. And um, like every single one of his losses, he got turned. Right. Every mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you're undefeated when you don't go to your back. You're 36-0. You don't go to your back, you can't lose, right? If you go to your back, you're over. you are 0% going to your back. So um, numbers don't lie, right? When they say men lie, women lie, the numbers don't lie.
1: Exactly. Exactly, yeah. I think uh, – and just, yeah, being objective. And, yeah, we used Matt Moss my last year when I was coaching at Northern. And, yeah, that those programs are – or I think there's a couple different ones of them now, but they're yeah they're huge. it makes it so easy like yeah to to at least see it and then, yeah, like you said, having a, a coach that can can sit in there with you or even you know you could do this like right? get get on the the phone or get on zoom with your coach and be like, you know you can both bring yes. up the same if you have a program like that, you can bring up the match and literally go through it so you're
0: saying do this now, go through now your matches and start addressing yourself. And then take some numbers yourself. Yeah, and get the stats right now while you got the time to do it, and then start looking at those areas. Yeah. and maybe even going back to some technical videos. It's like okay, front headlock offense. YouTube search front headlock offense, and yeah. go go to town. You know. Yeah,
1: I mean it's so accessible now. Like I was, I was literally just before we jumped on. I was watching technique videos that uh, that are on on youtube like you yeah. just pull them up on your tv it's it's yeah, never it's, been
0: easier it's crazy. it's crazy they don't know how lucky they are
1: right <laughs> there's, there's no there's none of that like i remember yeah. you have or you had at least just like a Christ box Christ. of vhs's boxes boxes and boxes. boxes and yeah, yeah I, I remember it because you, you would give me them I, yeah. you know like and not give me but you let me take them and i go and I'd watch, watch the VHS. And this, yes, is, yes. this is, you know, 2007. This isn't that long right. ago, but no.
0: that's
2: what we were doing. But. Right.
0: right. Well, I, I think, I just think about how OCD I would have been watching YouTube. If I had all this stuff back in the day, it would have been, it'd been a lot more fun. I'd yeah. have more technique. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay. Mental side of it. Like what are you going to do from a mental standpoint to improve yourself right now?
1: you gotta I, to me it, as an athlete as an athlete yeah to me it comes down to to really listening to the right things and and ingesting the right the right things you know so you know a, finding ways to address your your inner dialogue a mm-hmm. like so focusing on being able to reframe all of these situations just like we talked about at the beginning it's your approach to everything it's it's you know, looking at this as an opportunity versus a problem or, or a negative. So, you know, you know there's podcasts, there's, you know, audio books, you don't even have to freaking read anymore. <laughs> like you don't have to sit yeah. down with the book. Like I do think there's uh, a huge advantage to sitting down with the book and reading it and, you know, taking a highlighter to it and going through and, and some, when, when something strikes you, you just, you mark it up and
0: you mm-hmm. mark it up so you can always then you look. can't you can't mark up a podcast or an audiobook no that's the difference that's the difference
1: and it and, and when it hits you like that and you mark it up and you physically right so you're you're, you're, you're learning, learning it
0: on a deeper level for yeah, sure
1: yeah for sure so i do think there's you know even though audiobooks are good and podcasts mm-hmm. are, are great too there's a deeper learning that's going to happen when you you are sitting there with with that book you know, mm-hmm. and, and
0: reading it. And any I, books you would suggest
1: right now? Um, so one book that, that I'm huge on that, uh, that, uh, that I use that really helped um, kind of, you know, help me like start like goal setting and putting things into a, a perspective is um, Coit Coopers. It's uh, make your mark. And he was okay. a division one, all American for uh, Indiana. Yep. I remember. Um and great guy. Like I I've, I've talked to him a bunch and he, he just, the reason that I am so high on this book is because it really breaks down the, the process of being able to, um, set your goals and set your, you know, your values and, and really put things into perspective for yourself and, and, be honest with yourself because, you know, you're sitting down, you're journaling and, and you're answering the questions at the end of each of his chapters has like a little, you know, basically like a little worksheet that, that you just fill out and it just, it walks you through all the steps. And for a high school athlete or, uh, you know, even a college athlete or anybody really to, to that's kind of lost or needing guidance, I mm-hmm. think it's a, a great, um, great way to just, uh, to go through that process
0: and it was really, great. Yeah. So, it's, uh, it's on my list now.
1: Yeah.
0: On my list. Okay. That's awesome, man. You want to hit the next set and hit me and then you kind of, we bounce off each other again. Yeah. So, 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 so this next set, just for the uh, people listening, um, I took these right from this book. I thought this is great. It's Tim Ferriss, his tools of Titan. This is a really neat book because it's like, it's not like doesn't read like a like a novel or anything like that. It's like little snippets of just useful information. And so the chapter I'm reading from is uh, de- destruct, deconstructing a sports skill with questions. Right. So it's like if you had a chance to talk to somebody about how to get good at something, here's a set of questions that you might ask. Okay. And um, for anybody out there listening, obviously you guys can steal these questions and ask them to somebody that that uh, that you respect. And get some answers on how you can get better so go ahead hit me with the first one all right so um
1: first question who is good at wrestling despite the bot their body type or their physical like gifts you know because um we all we all know wrestlers or guys that are like kind of you look at them that that eye test you look at them and you're like i don't i don't know And then they go out there and they can light the world on fire. And, uh, you know, so there's – I think there's guys like that at at all levels. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anybody that comes to your mind?
0: Uh, Well, I just kind of think about um, body types and styles. You know, to me, I'd much rather wrestle a short, stocky guy than a long, rangy guy. So to say which body style is – better or bad for wrestling. It's hard to say because, you know, there's champions of all different body styles in wrestling. That's what's so awesome about our sport. I personally think it's harder for shorter guys. I personally think it's harder for shorter guys, even though that's kind of like been the prototype of wrestlers for so long is short, stocky guys. Um, So, you know, to me, if I see like a, let's say like a Dayton fix was to beat somebody like, like uh, uh, Seth Gross, that'd be really impressive to me if Dayton fix could beat Seth gross, right. That's from, I look at that and I say Seth gross has got an inherent advantage over Dayton fix just because of his body style. You know? Yeah.
1: And I, you think of a guy like, like Ethan Lezak, like, and how much, how much problems he gave so many people because of his length and, and just that he yeah. used his body type as an as an advantage and he really figured out how to maximize, um, you know, the things that he could do. By beating- same, at
0: the same time, Lee Zag has a problem protecting his legs and is not uh, a juggernaut on his feet for that level of wrestling, you know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if I'm looking at, you know, all over, like uh, Kyle Dake and David Taylor, they have really good wrestling bodies to me. Um, Jordan Burroughs has a really good wrestling body because he's yeah. got long arms and, you know, sort of a shorter tor- torso and really long arms. Um, uh, so those guys have an inherent advantage. So I think that they're good for their body style. Um, and you know, like I said, like, uh, like, uh, uh, maybe Dayton fix is, shouldn't be as good and he's really good and he's on that level or, um, trying to think of another you know, shorter stocky guy. I mean, you know who, um, uh, the 65 pounder for Iowa, the Hawkeyes.
2: Uh,
0: oh man. First of all, I'd hate to wrestle that guy.
2: Uh no. you know, Sounds hey, Peyton, you, get,
0: you got you got Marinelli on Matt one. I'm like, no, no. How oh, no. I'm not wrestling him. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But what an animal! That guy is an animal. Um, but to me, he has a disadvantage versus uh, Joseph or like a, a a Wick, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. Macai Maka- Lewis.
0: Yeah, right, right. Um, so, but I think, you know, it's all about the size of your heart, right? Size of your heart, size of your work ethic. You can, you, you cut enough weight, you lift enough weights, so you can win in wrestling. So, but I do think you got to do those two things. If you really want to win at the highest level, you have to cut weight. You have to lift weights. Yeah. You yeah. don't do one of those two. Somebody's going to beat you. Yeah. Somebody's going to beat you. So if you want to beat everybody, you better cut weight and you better lift weights. So,
1: so what, so with, with your sons, Okay, because I would say they're 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 all kind of built the same, like kind of longer, leaner type guys. So how do you use that and and tr- as a coach, tr- use that as an advantage while also you know teaching them you know the the style that that you have and things like that. The-
0: so I'll just talk about Cade because he's really the, you know the only real you know wrestler that's been through it and and really and call himself a wrestler right now. Um, the other two have dabbled in wrestling. Um, but, uh, you know, it's been a learning process. Now I just try to find guys that are more like him and try to do some of the things that they do. I, I definitely tried to make him wrestle like me and I'm still trying to do that to a certain extent because that's what I teach the best, right? I teach the stuff that I did the best and I also believe in it the most, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think that as a coach, it's hard to get away from your homeostasis as what did you do? How did you wrestle? You're going to coach pretty much that way. You think that's best. Whatever you say, you kind of think that's the best way to wrestle because that's how you wrestle. Yes. So um, so I, I, uh, I default to that. Um, but there's some things that he – does better than me and there's some things that i i I did better than him i can get off my knees much easier than him but he's a much more proficient finisher underneath like i didn't i i would let go of those positions and come up and live to fight another day yeah he's he gets his hands like he can get he can score from here you
2: know
0: he gets to this position and he's taking you down and i never was getting those i'll just blow my shoulder out if i get like (laughs) that so so um I don't know I think that that's uh I'm just letting him evolve and doing what he likes at the same time trying to add I think one of he's a teenager so he's you know stubborn and he's moody and all those other things so it's like trying to get him to add he wants to stick with the stuff he does well and I'm like well there's no point in continuing to do that okay let's add why well, don't like that well you need to learn to like it sure. because that's how you get better and you grow as an athlete nothing feels comfortable the first time you do it right you know so you know, that's, that's how I would answer that.
1: So is that, so is that, is it adding to your style too then? As, as uh, you learn to teach it, you know, it, is it adding to, to the things that you're able to do and able to teach?
0: Definitely the things I'm able to teach. And I, and I still, you know, talking about style, I look, we both love to wrestle still. So it's like, we're, we're still trying to improve as wrestlers too. Um, even though it's kind of silly. <laughs> um, we don't have many matches left unless we want them there are matches out there for us yeah but uh, but uh definitely making me a better teacher and um and also just sort of accepting some things that were easy for me that are not easy for him that's really sort of opened up my patience like oh i get it you know your femur's like as long as my whole lower body <laughs> and so um it's harder for you to get up in this position or like even something like a squat position. Like if he goes just in a back squat, if he takes his feet and he has them where I would want them, like an athletic position, we just wider than hips, but not as wide as your shoulders. Right. It's hard for him to go all the way down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But for me, I can go all the way down in that position. And he's got to take his feet wider to go all the way down like that. And it's something that I didn't really take into account. And I was like, Oh, you're just being lazy. You don't want to go down all the way, you know? this really is like a mechanical thing. Right. So, you know, learning, get more patient.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like that. And I just, yeah, I think, I, I think that's, uh, you know, the, the best thing about kind of evolving as a coach is really seeing, you know, and being able to verbalize some things that, that maybe you didn't do or you, you didn't, you know, and be able to teach and, and help these kids, you know, because unfortunately, you know, even though I'm, like you said, I'm going to teach, you know, my style, our style, I'm going to teach that first, but mm-hmm. as I evolve and I get, you know, especially as I have more time with kids, and yeah. I, I get more and I see, you know, what, what they can are capable of. I, you know, I dive into that and I, I yes. want, I want to know everything about the things that they're able to do and, 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 cause I want to be able to teach it and show it and, you know, put them, you know, yeah. to, to be the best, you know, that they're,
0: you're basing it off their body style and what they're good at and what they're showing you that they want the positions they want to be in and that they like. And like, even though I was teaching you to wrestle similar, the same stuff that I like to do, you know, you did things a little differently than me and you're more flexible than me and you would, your fake looked a little bit different and you, you know, your, your hips could drop a little bit lower. You know, you might not have been quite as, uh, as explosive, but you were using more flexibility and more angles sometimes. And, and so it all, it all comes out in the wash if they just work really hard and have a have a focus and then, you know, be – we don't want robot wrestlers either. Yeah. Although I do I do want robot wrestlers in the, in, the, in the sense that I can say, hey, A button. I said high crotch.
2: Mm.
0: I said single leg. You see the single leg? We both see the single leg. Take the single leg. Mm. So that we should be able to just call it out and say, Psh, it's right there, Psh, right there. Go ahead, go. You know what to do. Um, but it's there their flow, their style, their technique, their, their combinations, their footwork, you know? So, yeah, let's I'll, move on. Next question. Yep. Let's get the next one. Let's go to pick uh, uh, Pick one. Go ahead. All right, let's go. Um,
1: okay. So I like this question because, um, it, it's who trained you and how have you used that, um, to train other athletes, or maybe maybe specifically, obviously, you know, um, that's a great question. Yeah, I, I love it because it it really can go. You know, I, our, our, the influence over our wrestling career is just it can be. You know, like you said, it zeroes in basically, right? Where it starts, we have our our dad coaches yeah. and everything like that that are you know just yeah. doing it for the love of the sport, and then as yeah. you get better. It zeroes in on on the coaches that you know really impact you for, yeah. for long periods of time.
0: Well, I, I think you know, my journey is obviously different than your journey. And I didn't have a figure like me for in your life. Um, although I did have some similarities, what I think was at the time where I really started to get go wrestling crazy like you, I had somebody at least that I could go train with that was a tough partner that I could go and say just about any time, Hey, let's go work out. Let's go train. And we were accountable to each other. And it was a, uh, high level, um, progressive workout every time. And it was moving the ball forward. And we're sort of literally getting better every workout, And with this one other person or maybe one or two or three other people that you kind of can rotate through, but usually it's just one other, one other person. And, and uh, so I had a couple guys like that. I'd say my dad is probably who started, you know, obviously started me in wrestling and my first technique was from my father. Um, But he really didn't have a, uh, wasn't into a system that I could actually go out and apply. You know, I was just had moves and a move over here and a move over here. And I know this move and, you know, I can throw this move, but it's not like stance in motion and, you know, this tie. And, you know, it, it wasn't, but I don't think anybody was teaching like that back then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then you get to high school and then, you know, I, I'd say really when I got to my last two years of high school, I had a partner named Jesse Wesley who was, um, he wasn't necessarily like somebody who was teaching me a ton, but he was a hard nose, you know, he was 10 years older than me. I was 17. He was 27. We trained for like two, three years, and they're hard. Like, you know, multiple times per week, lifting weights, two, three hours on the mat at 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 a time, and that was really like incubating my my skill during that time. And then, you know, when I got to college, it was several guys. As my career went along, I'd have you know a partner here for a couple years that I like to train with, and. My first two years and in my last two years, and my buddy Alan Cartwright, I don't know if you ever met Alan Cartwright. he was probably my number one training partner in my last two years, but just because we got a great spar together, and we could start practice together every day, and we could start before practice starts and give them you know grab you and just play wrestling and, and that sort of thing. so but I think more than anything, and this is not to pat myself on the back, I think I, I, I taught myself how to wrestle through video, really and I was sort of always, like, trying to stay cutting edge and a little bit, I don't want to say a step ahead, but, like, a, a a step more mature. So, from the time I was, like, a junior and senior in high school, throughout my college career, I was probably just a little bit more mature, wrestling mature, than my teammates. And... We're sort of pushing them and pushing the coaches too. So um John Smith, you know, need I say more. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh what about you?
1: Yeah. So I mean for me, yeah, it's it's kind of bounced all over the place throughout my career because yeah, I started in a youth program where I wrestled for two months a year and that's all I did up until I was a sophomore in high school. I didn't know Anything else? I just I just thought this is your wrestling season, and then right. it was baseball, football, and those are you go through the seasons, and that yes. was it. I didn't have, I didn't know know or think that I had to do extra in any of them. I just did what was told mm-hmm. to me during those segments of time.
0: What was presented to you? That's that's all you knew.
1: That's yeah, that was it, and it just kind of like a you know small town thing, and wrestling wasn't. Exactly, you know, it wasn't big where, where I'm from in Quincy, and and so my first, the first coach, and my dad, like my, my dad coached me and everything, and but the first coach that that like had a major impact, and just I still think about some of the like just craziness, and it was just old timey, like gritty. Was this guy a uh, guy named Kyle Howard? He coached me in Pop Warner football, and and our teams were really really good. Like we barely ever lost like we at one point we ended up winning like the whole like northwest you know region of pop Warner and nice and we had just great teams but it started off with this guy in kyle howard and he was just hard nose on us and we were you know eight years old and he would like <laughs> we'd be bear crawling 100 yards we'd be doing 100 yard sprints down and back like just <laughs> just crazy stuff in the middle of august like and he just treated us and and had such high expectations of of what we were capable of that it just that that stuck with me and I was like I was like I'm, from an awesome. e- early age I just knew that I could withstand a certain amount of of, of mm. heat and pressure and so from that like I I could just keep going and and so that kind of like that that always um, kind of when I think about coaching I think about what a coaching.
0: gift he gave you.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. And, and all of us and and I contributed a lot to a lot of my friendships from, you know, back then when I, I'm still, you know, obviously not the best of friends with these people, but I'm still in contact with a lot of these yeah. people. If I, if I see them at, you know, weddings um, nowadays, or, or, you know, I, I run into them when I'm in town, like we can catch up right away. It, Cause it those bonds were, were just, you know, created through this, like yeah. really, really tough, you know, athletic endeavor. And, and we just, we bonded over it and we had fun over it. And, but then, yeah, so that, 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 and that played a huge role in, in wrestling and being able to just kind of dig deep and, and accept, you know, the, that it's going to be tough and accept that it's going to be, it's going to be hard period. Yeah. And then, um yeah so in high school you know coach pack you know he he came in and presented a, a lot of opportunities for me and, and showed me like you know what it what it meant to 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 work for wrestling and mm. you know wrestle year round I went you know starting my sophomore year that's when I you know I started getting you know 100 matches a year 120 matches a year and we just went everywhere and mm. and once once that happened and you know he just you know, I just rode shotgun wherever he went. He's like, we're going, we're going to San Diego today. I'm like, all right, put me in. They're like, what do I have to weigh? Like, that's it. Like we just went, awesome. it was just, you know, there. And, and that, that changed my life and, and showed me that I, I wanted to be an athlete or I wanted to be a wrestler. I wanted to pursue this at, at a higher level. And, and then as I got to college, you know meeting you and uh was was obviously you know a huge blessing to me it, it kind of it zeroed in on the wrestler that I wanted to be and the 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 style that I wanted to have and and the mentality that I wanted to have you know i i i think back to you know those those few weeks um like right before regionals my freshman year and and we were just that that's when i just i got so dialed in and so so focused on, like the I just I felt I never felt more confident in my life. Like up to that point in in my abilities, I you know, yeah. I, I, I remember you know, and you probably let me, but I remember getting a takedown on you right before regionals. In, no. at no. SSA. State. No, and you no. you, you no. push no. me away. You go, you go, you go, you go. Write that down in your diary. <laughs>
2: I don't, I don't but, think I uh, scored again. I forgot that day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, you know what was fun for me, though, was you did well at the region, and you qualified. I, don't, I forgot, I forgot how you, what you placed at the region was second. No, I played fourth. Fourth, fourth. Qualified, you yeah. qualified for but, the tournament. And then we got the seed, and we saw who you were going to have, and yeah. it was the Mercyhurst. Yeah. And uh, so game planning for that match was so much fun for me. Dude, so much fun for me, and then to have to execute—that's probably what I love more about most about coaching is having an athlete and having it be an uphill battle and a challenge and game planning, and then and then pulling it off. Yeah, you know, pulling it off, and you know, it was like we we, we pulled a heist at the NCAA tournament, in yeah. the first round, and this guy had upset the defending champion, Todd Neely, right, and yeah. beating. Manili earlier in the season, I don't think he was the one seed though. He was like the three, three yeah, seed. Three year.
1: Yeah. I think it was, he was third because the, uh, the UNK kid was number two. It was Manili, the UNK kid, um, who was his stud and then the Mercyhurst kid.
2: Right.
0: Right. Yeah. That was a, that was a great win. Those are one of those, those W's that I really, um, I keep, you know, I keep those.
1: Yeah, no, I love I, that. I love that. That, was, that, was a, that was a blast, just, like, that preparation and then the execution, like, oh,
0: yeah, that was, that was I mean, so much you, fun. You pulled it off to a tee. You pulled the game plan off, but it was some brilliant coaching on my part, too. It, it was. It was. I, would, I, didn't, I didn't know. Because it was, it, we were defending the, the, the damn uh, the leg pass.
2: Yep, funk.
0: The leg pass guy was just a terrible matchup for that kid. Yep. You know, terrible matchup. He didn't, he didn't know what he was getting into first round he thought he was going to produce through first round he not hey no problem hilarious yeah hey well, i got another call here at four man um so let's wrap it up we got a lot more we can just i told you there could probably be two sessions so yeah
1: no this is great no i i loved it um yes uh no so bc make sure you let everybody know where um they can follow you on youtube facebook
0: so at Brahman on Twitter, at Brahman B R A U M O N. My Instagram is Creighton Wrestling, and then my uh, I got a Creighton School of Wrestling fan page. You can probably find that. Just search Creighton School of Wrestling, and then my YouTube channel is Creighton Wrestling. So that's what I'm really trying to push. Is got those videos coming out on a regular basis on YouTube, and I'm doing some polls and asking my my uh, my people to watch my videos what they want to see. So I'm gonna be doing more more technique this uh, this Corona break this Corona opportunity. opportunity. Okay, bro. Hey, let's talk again next week. Yep. Let's do it. Number
2: two in the books. Peace. All right. Bye.